Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is A's All Night. Floriano has hit it out again. A's Baseball, just for you. Here is A's All Night. I'm Alex Jensen, and it's time for A's All Night. The A's broke out the Thundersticks on Tuesday, beating the Cubs by the final of 11-4 to even this three-game series at Wrigley Field. Oakland put this one out of reach early, scoring eight times in the top of the second inning against Cubs ace John Lester, and it was Mark Canna who got the party started, leading off the frame. Lester and Canna hits a fly ball right center field, deep in the alley. Almora going back to the track. He's right to the wall at the Ivy. Can't make the play, and the ball is in the Ivy, and Canna's at second going to third, and Hayward plays it back and Canna is at third base with a triple. After a Chad Pinder strikeout, Stephen Piscotty came to the plate and went after a 3-0 pitch from Lester to bring home the first run of the ball game. Pitch on the way, swung on a green light, fly ball right field shallow, that's going to drop for a hit and Canna comes to the plate and scores and Piscotty gets the A's on the board and 1-0 A's in the second. Little fly ball and a short right. A Robbie Grossman single then put runners on first and second with one out for new A Dustin Garneau, who continued swinging a hot bat in the green and gold. Turn and Garneau hits it deep down the left field line. If it's fair, it's got a chance, and it is gone. And Dustin Garneau unloads with a three-run home run down the left field line. All of a sudden, the A's take a 4-0 lead. Garneau reflects on the home run and his approach against Lester and gives his thoughts on being back with the A's. And A's skipper Bob Melvin explains why Garneau appealed to his club. Yeah, I've uh, never faced him before, but I've watched him a bunch and just knowing he could backdoor that cutter with the best of them. So if he was going to give that to me, I was going to or I was going to give that to him. And then luckily I saw a ball in, I just reacted to it. And luckily I got my hands, to the, hands through and the barrel found the ball. What's it like to hit a home run at Wrigley Field? Man, that was pretty cool. This place is awesome. I tell guys all the time, at 17, I thought I had a real opportunity here to show what I can do, and I kind of let that let myself down. So coming back here and just having fun playing baseball and hopefully contribute to a get a little wild card race going for us. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons for it. You know, there's some familiarity with us. Obviously, he gets along with the guys really well. Watching him in Anaheim this year, he was swinging the bat as well as we've seen him. He walked us off on a game earlier in the season, and... You know, I think you get inspired going to certain places, and I think he really enjoys being here. So it was a good, great pickup at the time, and obviously he's paid, played dividends in, in the two games that he's played. After the Garneau blast, the pitcher Brett Anderson was due next against Lester, and he predictably picked up his third hit in four at-bats this season. 
And Brett, it's a line drive base set to left. Do you believe this? The fifth hit of the inning for the A's. And Babe Ruth Anderson is three for four as a hitter this year. The Anderson single ignited another green and gold rally as Lester then walked Marcus Simeon and Matt Chapman, setting the stage for Matt Olson with the bases loaded and just one out. And that's a line drive into right center for a base hit. Anderson will score. Simeon's around third to score. Chapman goes from first to third. Olson sizzles a line drive to right center, and the A's have scored a half dozen in the top of the second, and it's 6-0 in favor of the A's. Unbelievable. After Olsen's single, the A's kept it going as Canna and Pinder both put balls in play on the infield to bring home two more runs for Oakland and make it an even eight in the frame off of John Lester. And that's a tapper to the right side, taking it first. Rizzo play at the plate, the tag, and the ball gets away from Caratini. Chapman has scored. Here's Olsen going to third. Canna goes to second. It's 7-0 A's, and Caratini is down, and the A's take a 7-0 lead, and they have runners at second and third. Chapman literally knocked the ball right out of the attempt to tag him by the catcher, Caratini. And here's Pinder. He'd like to join the party in the infield back, and the pitch to Chad, a ground ball to second. That'll score the run. Bodie throws to first for the out. It's 8-0. Good job of hitting by Pinder with the infield back. After the ball game, Bob Melvin reacts to the A's offensive outburst against the five-time All-Star, and Garneau with his thoughts on the explosiveness the Oakland offense possesses. That's very hard to do. I don't know that he's had an inning like that probably before in his career. So, you know, made him work, drew some walk, Got some big hits, and obviously Gardeau's home run was, you know, gave us some distance, so it was pretty impressive. I mean, I played against this offense and then in it two years ago. These guys can bang with the best of them, so when it's all clicking, man, they're, they're driving the ball over the plate, and it's fun to watch. In the third inning, Brett Anderson came to the plate with two outs and nobody on and made some history with his second hit of the day. That's lifted to left. That's another hit. <laughs> Slaps one the other way. This is out of control, Brett Anderson. What a uh, year, what a magic bat he continues to wield. He's two for two left on left against John Lester. With the single, Anderson became the first A's pitcher since the introduction of the DH in 1973 to record two multi-hit games in the same season. His five career hits with the A's is also a club record for pitchers in the designated hitter era. Bob Melvin and Steven Piscotty react to the lefty's offensive day, and Babe Ruth Anderson himself describes his approach at the dish. We'll probably look for a position for Brett Anderson to play tomorrow, being that he's hitting, what, like 700 or something for the year, so I don't know. It's not that easy. The guys were giving him a little grief about being able to just hit line drives the other way off John Lester. Yeah, we're all joking about it. It's uh, like Babe Ruth up there. I mean, tall fields, polished. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, the first two at bats, my thought process was just don't look like an idiot, and I end up getting two hits. And then the third one is like, all right, I might try to hit one hard, and then I swung one over my head. So it was uh, kind of backwards, but I blacked out. I, I swung and. Found a hole. In the fourth, Anderson stepped aside and let one of the A's traditional big bats share the spotlight. With two on and two out, Stephen Piscotty stepped up and all but put this game away while setting a franchise record in the process. Baseball swinging a blast the left field, heading toward the basket, and then some first row of the bleachers, left field, Stephen Piscotty. A three-run shot, a crowning blow on Lester, and it's 11-0 Oakland. Stevens' 10th home run, and for the Athletics, they become the first time in the history of Oakland to have 10 players 
with at least 10 home runs. As you heard from Vince Catronio, Piscotty's 10th home run of the year sets an A's record as the 2019 club becomes the first in franchise history to have 10 players with double-digit home runs on the season. Bob Melvin with his thoughts. No, that's, I mean, that's kind of who we are. We hit a lot of home runs, and, you know, I think there are probably a lot of teams in the league now that are hitting a few more home runs uh, this year, but still, you know, when you have that many guys up and down your lineup that can do some damage means you get some guys on base and you're one swing away from some several runs so just kind of who we are the blast for Piscotti was also his first since returning from over a month-long stint on the injured list Melvin on his right fielder and having him back and Piscotti who drove in four runs on Tuesday reflects on his long ball and day at the plate and also shared some of the adjustments he made during his rehab stint in the minors to help him break out of a pre-injury slump it ended up being a, I don't say great but it was a nice break for him in that he was struggling for a period of time. Went down to the minor leagues and got some consistent at-bats, and I know he really wanted to to work on some things, and since he's been back, he's looked like he's had a lot more balance at the plate. He's not flailing at some pitches, and, you know, obviously when you drive the ball like that, that was a big hit for us, too, to, to even give us more distance. So he's an impactful player, and it's good to see him coming back healthy and swinging well. Anytime you hit a home run, um, square ball up, good like that, it, it, it helps, you know, the confidence, and felt like my swings were confident ones and I felt like I was, I was putting some good passes on the ball. I think when I was down there, I was able to, one, get my timing back, which is kind of the main main thing you want to do after not playing for a month. And two, I was able to really just work on some things to the point where you can kind of test a few things. And if you strike out or punch out, you know, it's okay. And so I was able to do that a few times on some different things, and it kind of got me, I think, to where I am now where I'm starting to feel a little bit more like myself up there. It's not a finished product yet, but it, I'm in a better place than I was going into uh, the injury. In the bottom of the sixth, the Cubs offense finally made some noise against Anderson as Chris Bryant hit with a man on second base and nobody out and got the Cubs on the board. Here's Bryant drilling one to left. It's way back and gone. And the A's lead is 11-2. So Chris Bryant picks on the first pitch that he sees from Anderson. And the A's lead is 11-2 in the bottom of the sixth. The A's lefty would get through the rest of the frame without any other damage, bringing an end to his day on the mound. Anderson picked up win number 10 on the season, firing six innings of two-run ball. Bob Melvin and Dustin Garneau on the lefty start, and Anderson takes us through his mindset after getting so much run support. Good, really good. Well, you know what, when they when American League pitchers end up pitching, you know, having a hit, and, you know, he got a little bit tired there toward the end, so we have to be cognizant of that, and, you know, end up giving up a couple runs but that was it but you know again when you see the ball on the ground early in the game that means he's got his good stuff he had his sinker going just like he always does and then after that it was his change up and when those things, two things are going he could throw them to anybody and uh we mix in a uh, curveball slider here and there cutter occasionally but that sinker and change up man it's devastating you know i just tried to go out there and throw strikes after that and then you know they obviously kind of realized that towards the end and uh found some barrels but uh we had to get through six against the quality club i mean i can the record at home is one of the best in the league, and so to uh, come in and uh, have a game like we did today, it, it's uh, good, and hopefully we can come and continue that into tomorrow and win a series. With Wei Chung Wong on to pitch the final two innings, the Cubs will get two more runs in the ninth, thanks to a Kyle Schwarber two-run single, but the A's lefty would shut the door on Chicago after that, getting Taylor Davis with two men on to deliver game two of this set to the green and gold. Swung on a fly ball, well hit to right center. Piscotty going back, has a play, nearing the track, and he makes the catch, and the A's have won it. And they've evened the series on the strength of a huge eight-run top of the second tonight. And for Brett Anderson, it's win number 10. For the A's, it's win number 65. 
as the A's pound the Cubs in the final as A's 11 and the Cubs 4. So the A's move back to 16 games over the 500 mark at 65 and 49 and will turn to righty Homer Bailey in the rubber match of this three game set on Wednesday at the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. Chris Towns will get your day started with A's total access beginning at 10.30 a.m. followed by first pitch at 11.20 along the Oakland A's radio network. Following the A's clubhouse show after the game, don't miss A's cast live from 4 to 7 p.m. as Townie will be joined by Bob Melvin, Susan Slusser, Tim Kirchin of ESPN, and others. Thanks for listening. I'm Alex Jensen, and this is A's All Night. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.